0: Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey, and I'm Chris, and this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so, if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're regular, welcome back,
1: Chris. How's it going? Yo, Corey, doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, surviving. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting recording a little bit later in the day now I feel like towards <laughs> the end of the day I'm I'm definitely more tired I can definitely feel the difference of like normally I'm like just getting my day going and I still have all my energy and um, uh, I've already done a few things today so it's you know that the energy levels are low for sure I can't imagine what it's like for you
1: <laughs> yeah I, honestly I think uh, the the later recording is a little better for me uh, just because Monday mornings tend to be pretty frantic mm. uh, as far as I, tr- I try not to do too much support on the weekend so uh, catching up on all that Monday morning can be tough
0: yeah oh yeah no I I, I can imagine that yeah but uh things have been going pretty good we had some friends stay over over the weekend and so it was nice to kind of uh, have an excuse to unplug for a while and um, nice. now this week's gonna be a little be kind of a short week with um my wife and I celebrating our anniversary on Wednesday and then taking a couple of days off. But uh, still, still lots in the works. Still much to be done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fun, though. Yeah. I heard you were uh, hanging out on, on Clubhouse last week.
0: Yeah. Well, I tuned into my first room and um, it was pretty fun. It was with uh, uh, Matthew Kobeck and Sahil and uh, a couple other people, but it was mostly them two kind of chatting back and forth. And I'm hosting my first one tomorrow. So that should be interesting. I still feel like um, the old grump who like, I'm not really sure how it works or it'll be, it'll be interesting, like moderating and making sure that I do things
1: correctly, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, that is interesting. It's, yeah, it's just strange to me. I, I listened to, I think it was uh, Bootstrapped Web was talking about it on on their last episode and yeah yeah, I just, it, it, I'm probably not the right person, uh, or or the right audience for it. Like it's, you know, that, like you just said, you're, you're going on tomorrow and, and doing it, but it's like, okay, well now I have to remember, like put something in my calendar, like go join Corey's room at at the right time. And I can't just, I don't know. That's why I love podcasts so much.
0: (laughs) Right. I know that I, I think it's a little bit, um, sort of just like us being like entrepreneurs and like in the bootstrap space but that's the thing i've heard over and over again is like who has time for this or like i don't i can't remember or like i don't i don't know how to like incorporate this into sort of like my life and my schedule i think it's probably different for some other people but still it's um yeah i mean i'm i'm interested to see how it plays out i do think there's some merit and that's what i'm going to be talking about tomorrow i'm going to try not to slam it at all because i do think there's some interesting parts about it but it definitely—I uh, have a hard time with it being like the next big social network because I really just—I just don't think it work, works for everyone inherently.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I—I'm I, actually—I'm definitely a believer. Uh, it's clearly working for some people. It's clearly popular and and has a lot of attention right now. So uh, there is there is something intriguing about it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I. I tend to be a late adopter, anyways. So for now, I'm I'm going to be. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was last week that I told you I finally switched my podcast player from uh, the default Apple player to uh, right. Overcast. So yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a late adopter.
0: Yeah, I, I'm probably in that like um, early adopter, early majority, maybe kind of uh, demographic or state. You know, like type of person, however you want to describe it. I'm I'm now using Air dot io. It's a podcast app that helps you do like note-taking within the podcast episodes. And it syncs with Readwise and goes into Rome. And it's this whole kind of workflow and thing that I learned of thanks to Nat Eliason, actually. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I've been kind of a grandpa about Clubhouse, but I'm I'm excited (laughs) to kind of talk about it and see what other people think. Especially we're going to have a bunch bunch of podcasters show up. And so I'm going to probably be the one playing like Devil's Advocate defending pod or clubhouse more than like, <laughs> because everyone else is probably going to want to slam it and sort of be in favor yeah. of podcasting. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah. What else you got going on? Oh man. Well, yeah, it's kind of a, a funny week because um, I mean, last week I got a couple big things done. I did two podcast recordings uh, with mind meld and how I built my audience, which is good. And mm. I, I worked on this uh, workshop for the on deck no code fellowship that I presented on this morning actually being Monday uh, yesterday as of this recording and um, and that went really well this morning but that took a, a good amount of chunk a good chunk of time yesterday but I think it was good because it was kind of an excuse for me to, like workshop this idea for maybe a future course and so yeah. um, it really helps to like Start to piece together, you know, like this MVP of a course essentially through this one, you know, hour long workshop. And uh, it went really well. It was really well received. So uh, that felt kind of good to, to get out of the way and to do. Um, and then I also created like individual podcast pages uh, on the Swipe Files website for everything I was marketing. So now instead of me sharing the transistor link or like the, you know, whatever other kind of link could be generated or even going to like a specific podcast player and sharing from there. Um, each episode will have its own page on swifels.com slash everything's marketing. And that way I can just share it directly there, sort of own the traffic and the communication there. And um, that's not super perfect. Cool. Yeah, it's not, it's not like super extensive, but it works. And I also got it working through no code. So uh, through Zapier, it like pulls all the info from Transistor when it publishes and then it sends it into Webflow and then, uh, it's all there. I just have to add like an open graph image and click publish basically. And then it's, it's live and it's done. Um, as opposed to me, like copying and pasting everything over and yeah. having to create like a task for me to do every week. Wow. So yeah, you're auto generating the pages. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's pretty fun. It's basically, you know, just a CMS and it's been working well. It's, uh, already today I've started to see the merit because I, um, I had a typo and the title of the one that I just released today, but uh, yesterday this as of this recording. And um, so I just quickly went in and like updated it. And, uh, and now like the open graph, you know, stuff is all updated and um, I can quickly sort of like own that and be able to edit it without relying on even the podcast players to update that. And I can just do it myself. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. But, um,
1: have you tried any of the, I think there's like, uh, uh, automated solutions for open graph as well, or, or generating the images.
0: Yeah. I want to look into that. Um, like I was kind of poking around banner bear and, um, mm-hmm. I forget, maybe there's like one other that I was looking at. I feel like it's just out of my like range as a no code maker. <laughs> like, I don't really know what to do with it or how it works, especially like grabbing, a high res image of my guests and I would have to like have that in a queue somewhere ready to go already. And I, I was like, oh, gotcha. it might be like over engineering. I don't have time <laughs> for this right now. Yeah. Maybe in the future. Um, we'll see, but that's definitely, I would love to, I love the way that Indie hackers does it. Um, and I think he might even grab that. He might take that image when he's recording with someone. I'm not sure, but uh, I want to do something like that where it's kind of like this custom generated open graph image. But right now it's just the a headshot basically of the guest. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um I much thing? it's it's kinda weird again, this week being a short week, but uh enrollment for my courses is coming up again, which is mind blowing. Wow. March first. And I think I'm already behind on like my schedule for a promotion. And so <laughs> I need to get on that like right after this basically. Um hosting that clubhouse tomorrow. But I've I've had some thoughts around, I'll I'll be talking about it tomorrow in the clubhouse room, but, uh, maybe some like, uh, it might be, I think it's actually, it has a good use case for like meetups. So I've been thinking about ways to possibly like create meetups for like swipe members and or other kind of marketing, um, meet and greets panels, kind of Q and A's, stuff like that. Uh, whether that ends up being clubhouse or Twitter spaces, I'm not sure. Um, I also applied for access to Twitter Spaces, but I'd like to start experimenting with that, like maybe like once a week, and do something, uh, something like that. Um, and then, and I'm working on some promotion material for everything that's marketing. So I'm actually I want to give a shout out to James Sowers. Uh, he's creating this prototype service called Castaway, and they basically take your podcast episode, and then they sort of like generate all these like assets and marketing material from each episode so they'll create like little video clips and uh tweet threads and like summaries and um they'll kind of like translate it across twitter and linkedin like whatever else you want to do essentially um so i'm working with him on that because basically right now i've just you know I like did like the launch and then i've just been adding to a thread but i am waiting sort of to get that right up, up and running for him to really do some serious promotion of the podcast so i'm really stoked to have that going and I think within the next week you should have something to show for.
1: Nice. That's super cool service.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. And And he's doing it, uh, as I'm sort of like his beta customer. And so we're working out the kinks together, but he's been super, super generous in allowing me to take advantage of it for, for free essentially for, for a while. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. So I have a couple other, uh, just like thoughts, but I'll, I'll, I'll save them, um, for something I'm working on I'll just kind of like describe, maybe we can chat through it, but
1: what was your week? Like what's new? Oh man. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll try, I'll try not to be too negative. It's uh there was a couple of good things that happened last week. Um, the, so what I've been talking about forever, I, I finally got the new, uh, web pages out for the advanced pagination product. Nice. Uh, and the pricing page is now up to date, uh, with the, the bundles and, uh, just redesigned a little bit. It's a little bit clearer now. I love it. I checked right before just to like see if, uh, <laughs> if it was live yet or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I've been talking about that for a long time. Finally got that out there. So that felt really good. That's awesome. And it's also, yeah, I, I had some people who were very confused when, uh, you know, they signed up with one expectation and then they're like, Oh, what is this? You know, I don't really understand the pricing now. It's not what it said on the on the, the website before they signed up. So, uh, that's, that's good to get cleared up. Mm, yeah.
0: That's cool. I mean, that's great to have that out there. And have you done any, I haven't seen like an announcement formally, but now that it's sort of like live, do you plan on sort of making a ruckus about it and officially like launching it?
1: Yeah. So The plan was to do that today, Uh, (laughs) but over the weekend started having uh, some server issues. Once again, Uh, this has been for the last couple of months, it seems to almost happen randomly where all of a sudden, like everything looks fine, everything's going smooth. And then there's just a huge spike in uh, server usage and uh, requests start taking longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've been digging into it for a while to to try and figure out what's going on, uh, because the, the metrics that you normally look at, like, was there a sudden burst in traffic or, uh, you know, memory usage on the server or anything like that, there's no clear indicator as to why this seems to be occurring, uh, once every, I would say two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um. And just at different times of the day, different days, there's, there's no clear pattern, so spent most of the weekend digging into that and also uh, upgrading things on the infrastructure side. Uh, and I made one pretty large change that I am hopeful will take care of most of the problems right now. Um, just like theoretically the server capacity should be double now what it was. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and things are running a little bit more concurrently. So so hopefully that's all taken care of and uh, we can continue to uh, have the the level of service that people expect. So that's that's been one of the big challenges for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. it's always hard for me
0: being a non-technical person to tell like, how normal or like, okay, those sort of things are like, is that something that just like, you can expect to regularly happen? Or is it like, I mean, this like theoretically should never happen, you know, like in what, where in the spectrum uh, uh, is like, is it normal, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's normal for it to happen to companies as they grow uh, and, you know, become more popular, uh, have more traffic but it's it's not something that should be happening regularly like it has been in this case. Like okay, we've we've grown to a point where now this is happening, so now we need to figure it out, solve it, and uh, you know I checked the other day, and and JetBoost is uh, basically being used uh, or, or doing like a hundred thousand page views a day across all the JetBoost sites, uh, so hopefully now with the changes we, we can get to the next hundred thousand and then uh, worry about what happens then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, yeah, it's just a matter of, of solving whatever the current infrastructure issues are and um, should be good for a while then. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well,
0: I mean, what can you do, right? Just have to it, keep putting out the fires and uh, prepare for the next one and move along
1: yeah yeah it's 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 definitely been a, a firefighting february uh, <laughs> but it's it's also made me now a little bit cautious as to because those changes were just made over the weekend like eh, do i really want to announce uh, a bunch of new things right now um so i'm going to give that a few days and and try and make the announcements later this week if hmm. if everything's looking okay on the on the server side of things
0: yeah yeah cool it's this is like the worst like timing probably to like make it uh, appealing, but you should do a product launch like fairly soon. I think
1: (laughs) as a a random aside. (laughs) Yeah. Well let's, let's give it maybe a week and and then talk about that. You could,
0: you can do all of your launches. You make sure everything is okay. And then ask for a fire and launch on product Hunt and see what happens. But I just feel like it's one of those things like now it's, I mean, the product is so mature, like you have such a great user base. Um, and it's kind of just like, why not? You know, especially as as your theme for the year is, is marketing. Um, just like one of those things that can kind of kickstart and, uh, get the ball rolling on a few other initiatives.
1: Yeah. I think that'll be, that's probably a good goal for, for March.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For March even.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I, would, I also, be, um, you go ahead. I was just going to say that would that'd be a fun thing to watch and to talk about. I'm, I'm anxious to see what, what would result in it.
1: Yeah, it'd be, uh, yeah, I, I think I will shoot for March because it'd be also a nice, uh, like March last year was uh, we're, weirdly enough with the obviously the pandemic and everything happening, um, but March was like when JetBoost really started working uh, oh, as yeah, far as. That's right uh, you know, people finding it and, and it really started taking off from there. So, uh, it'd be nice to, I guess, wrap it up a year later with, with a product on launch. <laughs> right, right.
0: That's when things really started to take off yeah. and, um, yeah, that'd be really cool, especially now that you have all the bundling and you have the five, you know, products essentially and the sort of the whole offering complete to really come full circle and, uh,
1: and yeah, and just make a run at it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also, uh, the other good news from last week was I am, I haven't officially yet, but I've pretty much hired someone uh, on a contract basis, but not for support. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for what then? Uh, for, well, it will help out with support. Uh, creating a bunch of different tutorial videos for JetBoost. Oh, uh, amazing. And I'm actually really stoked about this because uh, I won't say who it is yet, but it's someone who is very well-known in the Webflow community. He's very good at making videos. Um, I know. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, um, you don't have to say it now, but I'll chat it in while you're talking and
0: see if I'm right.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's it's, it's not official yet, but uh, we're, we're working on the contract details and all of that. Uh, but... Yeah, it it will help both with um, just building out the the JetBoost documentation, which is certainly lacking right now. Uh, so, you know, I've I've made a few videos myself. Uh, they're not very good. <laughs> it takes me a long time. So, mm-hmm. being able to to hire this out, uh, I'm really really excited about.
0: Yeah, that that's really cool. I love that. I think that's a great. Yeah. Um, you know, that I think the really cool thing about No Code is that this, again, the marketer coming out of me is that um a lot of the like product tutorial product marketing traditionally kind of stuff that would be very salesy in another industry is like super super cool and like helpful and like a great like top of funnel marketing asset in no code because people are all about like how to use this tool and like what are all the cool use cases whereas everyone else would be turned off to the idea like you'd never see like a a really cool tutorial about like how to customize Salesforce and like people would be like livid about it. But if it's webflow Jetboost, you know, member stack outset, like, it, you know, people are,
1: um, are rabid for it there. They crave it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it with pretty much all the, all the no code products where, yeah, they just have the, it's almost like fan bases of, of people who are putting out tutorial videos and all this content for them, which is, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Did did I get the did
0: I guess right with um who it's gonna be? Oh, I I don't know if I saw it. Where'd where you put that? Right here in the in the chat in Riverside. Oh.
1: Oh no, that that would have been interesting no? though.
0: Oh okay.
1: Oh huh. okay. Well, so well that actually, what I think would be really cool is to get a bunch of uh, sort of well-known people in the Webflow community to you know, to hire them to make different videos. Hmm. Uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool if, cause I can put these in the Jetboost app, like right in the, in the main flow. And so oh. if you're using Jetboost and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I recognize that person. Like I know hmm. so-and-so, um, who's, who's teaching you how to use Jetboost. That's, that's kind of cool. I think that'd be super rad. I love that idea. It feels like,
0: wow. Why didn't I think about that? Like, that's such a fun idea. <laughs> super fun. Yeah. Cool. Hey, by the way, whatever happened with, um, the, uh, the clonables, I know you created the three, um, have they gone well? Do you want to
1: create more? Um, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. So those have done really well. Uh, particularly the, the second job board has been very popular. I think I checked the other day and it was at almost 600 clones, Wow. uh, which was, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, the third one, the, the recipe directory, I actually have not, uh, launched that into the showcase yet. That was Mm -hmm. another to do for this week. Um, so it's funny. I have, uh, like four days in a row, although the schedule got kind of messed up where, where I was planning to, uh, either launch things or make announcements this week. So, uh, um, trying to come back with a bang, but, um, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's one of them is, is getting that into the showcase and. Cool. Uh, it's the site, uh, the, the contractor that I work with, she's so talented and the site is just, I'm every time I look at it, I'm like, wow, this looks so good. <laughs> so right. I'm really excited to, to share that with people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's awesome that it's, you know, for jet boost and that's just like something you have now.
1: Yeah. And people have been, uh, people have reached out to me particularly again with, with that second job board, uh, just like really excited about it. Even, uh, you know, I've seen some people who have used it not as a job board, but for other types of directories and, mm-hmm. uh, just to, it's, it's basically, even if you don't use Jetboost at all, it's like a pretty high quality free template. So, right? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's goodwill that's it's going to be shared around and something that's going to sort of be ever, evergreen for a long time just because it's a great design and super useful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a weird time for me right now because, like I said at the beginning of the year, goal is to focus on marketing, but the I'm so hesitant to try to uh, turn on the fire hose any any more than it already is just because, uh, again, tr- getting, a, getting a handle on the, the support issues and um, still working on the, the processes and, and hiring someone there and then uh, also now <laughs> unfortunately the the engineering side of things as well, so right, uh, right. it's like okay, I gotta get those two two pieces straightened out first, and then I can go back to like I've been writing down all these ideas of uh different articles I want to write and uh just like helpful things for you know i've been I've been pretty deep into using webflow myself now for for so long like there's a, there's a lot of content I can produce around that. Yeah, um, that's true that I just like, I want to be able to start sinking my teeth into it, but there's, there's these few hurdles to get over first.
0: Yeah.
1: All in due time. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like that's, I mean,
0: it's for everything, right? Product and marketing, but it's just, you never feel like you're moving fast enough. I try to tell myself all, that all the time. It never feels like I am. And then even every Monday, I feel like, especially I look back, I'm like, what did I do last week? And it's like, I didn't actually do that much, but, you know, over the course of a month, it's actually a pretty good list of things. And, you know, you can't beat yourself
1: up too much. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you had that amazing tweet recently. I think about that. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's all managing your
0: psychology and I don't know. It's, it's never a a perfect world, but yeah, it it happens over time. it's, It's sort of that, uh, you know, gradually and then suddenly idea as well. Where like gradually you just put in your work and you feel like you're not making much progress, but then suddenly you have this breakthrough and or just things are working, or you look back and you're like, Wow, how'd I get here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've actually I've been thinking about uh hiring a business coach or some type of coach, uh, just because I feel like I'm on a bit of a plateau right now where I've I've gotten things this far uh But now i feel like my my own personal limitations are somewhat holding back uh the business from from blossoming further so it's something i've been thinking about Hmm. yeah that's interesting
0: i bet you there's a few people well i bet you ernest also knows uh quite a few people as well but um that might be a a worthy worthy endeavor even if it was just like i don't know a casual thing through something like mentor pass where you can kind of like buy credits and then meet with a whole bunch of vetted people on different types of things if it's not like one person you know but um, that's pretty cool
1: yeah uh, Ernest, i don't know if i'm even supposed to talk about this but <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why i wouldn't be able to uh they're actually working on this new thing uh, it's basically like an advisory board only it's totally opt-in uh, and you don't give up any sort of control or shares or anything like you would with a, with a normal mm-hmm. board. Uh, but it's basically, uh, I think you get like three to four mentors from the earnest network to be on your advisory board and, um, uh, they're still working out the exact process and everything. But, uh, I signed up for that cause that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, so Interesting. yeah, I'll be able to, to share how that goes once, once that gets started. Would that
0: be like different or separate than the monthly kind of newsletter that you send out? send out for like, you know, the advisors or like kind of like the, the inner circle, you know, would it be like a, I don't know, like a, a video, like a quarterly kind of thing, or just like people you have on demand access to or.
1: Yeah. It's a little bit of a combination of that, uh, where there is, uh, I think a goal to meet a little more regularly and, uh, have some face time, but uh, yeah also since I'm, I'm already sending monthly investor updates uh, they they would certainly get added to that as well right right hmm. yeah fascinating well, I love that idea
0: Ernest has always come up with I know. new cool stuff um, yeah again, I'm probably not supposed to talk about it but uh, they're working on Ernest OS and I was very generously asked to be a part of it and said no because <laughs> it was um it's too much and I'm sort of in this weird spot, I can talk about it in a second, but, uh, I mean, they're building some really cool stuff that that's a great sort of infrastructure and
1: support to have being with them. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, uh, I know Riley Chase has been talking about this lately about why he took investment from Ernest, And, uh, I mean, everything he said is, is pretty much been my reasoning as well as, you know, as a, as a solo person, uh, founder for the first time. It's like, there's only so much that I know and, uh, have learned and being able to tap into this, this wider network of people through Ernest has just been hugely beneficial. And it, and it looks like it's going to be even more so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's awesome. Well, this might be a, a nice segue. We can, I don't know if you have any other updates, but, um, one, one segue into something I've been thinking about was, uh, trying to say no more. I've definitely been a yes man for a lot of things. Uh, but really getting to a point now, I'm just like, I need to just, uh, really sort of push this forward. And I've been calling it entrepreneur purgatory because I've been stuck between like consulting and, you know, product stuff and business stuff and, uh, like kind of straddling that pretty evenly, but, um, more and more trying to hop over that fence and, and, uh, not entirely get away from consulting at least not yet, but like make those moves and especially say no to all new things definitely um and eventually work my way up a couple of things but my my kind of goal and i think i'll I'll be able to pretty reasonably i don't know if we if we talked about this earlier or not I might have been um but I think by around like may I'll basically be able to like self fund like a year runway for myself to just like completely detach if I wanted to from all consulting kind of stuff. Um, But at least like have that kind of like saved up basically through Mm -hmm. swipe files to just start paying myself a paycheck and um, not have to rely on other sort of things. And um, so that's like the main like focus right now is like, okay, may we'll have that sort of ready to go and or saved up and um, in the business bank account, ready to deploy, back to myself (laughs) and other like small kind of expenses to just to keep things humming along. But, um, it's not, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like being in the entrepreneur purgatory kind of straddling the fence is not something I don't think anyone should do for a long experience, extended period of time. It's just, I don't think it's sustainable.
1: Yeah. It's so easy to get sucked into that though, because like you're, you're doing th- these two different things and you're, you know, you're doing both of them pretty well. And it feels like, okay, I can keep doing uh, kind of hopping between both of these, both my own products and consulting. And then you've got all these like interesting opportunities coming your way because you are doing things well. And uh, it's, it's really hard to say no.
0: Yeah. Really, really hard. And, and it's not even so much of like, what I've been realizing is it's not even so much just the like switching between two things, but it's switching between two types of things and like two types of work. When I sit down to do any sort of coaching, consulting, mentoring, you know, project based or a deliverable base kind of project. Um, I have a very different mindset and it always sort of takes priority with like what I'm doing. And there's these hard deadlines for what I need to produce and, or just regular times. Whereas for myself, like it's very loose and sort of like, you know, I get to it when I get to it and like, here's the roadmap and I sort of figure it out. And, um, and that's the, like the not fun part. Um, but it's mostly just about like the thought of trading time for money. That's kind of irking me. And, uh, <laughs> and what I have to say no to, cause like you said, there's like so many fun and cool opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I've been a yes man, but now I need to be like I've shut off any access to, to mentoring, um, for, for new mentors and uh, new consulting gigs saying no to wrapping up uh, an old one right now. And uh just trying to, you know, bring that kind of margin both mentally and in my calendar uh, back to my life.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, it, it's critical that you are focused on knowing like what it is that you want. And if you want to be great at consulting and you can you know, you can earn a great living that way, then, uh, then you can do that. But if, if you know that you want to be building and shipping your own products and uh, earning your living that way, then that's what, that's what you have to be focused on. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's funny hearing you say that because I, I totally went through that too. Uh, right before I started working on JetBoost, I I was doing part-time consulting. I had launched uh, another product that pretty much failed um, right out the gate. <laughs> so I, I was in this position of, okay, do I keep trying to, to launch more products? Do I just do consulting? And I, w- I was talking to a second consultant client or, or potential client. Got all the way to like the contract stage. And then it just hit me like, I don't want to be a consultant. What am I doing? I should be mm. still doing, you know, keep my current consulting client, but I, st- I still need to be shipping new products and, and yeah. trying new things. And if I just spend all my time consulting, I'm, I'm never going to do that. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like you're, you're basically in that spot right now and you're saying no to the other, the other consulting projects. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like,
0: what am I doing? Like what? Yeah. All these other things. Um, I've been really, really enjoying Savvy Kill and I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it's going well with Derek and that that's been like, kind of like the mainstay kind of cornerstone like mm-hmm. all this other stuff is like a bunch of noise and uh there's a there's a few like select kind of projects and client and people that i like working with but there's a lot of other you know just like hourly stuff for like hey you want to book a call and or just new things come in the door that I, like even like mentally consider and i'm just like get rid of it just <laughs> yeah. sorry, i just need to <laughs> need to focus even though i so badly want to take it on and take on the money just for um you know for my own kind of mental uh, just not having to worry about that, but it's, it's trade-offs always, you know, that's, that's the other thing I was like, now I'm like, Oh, okay, well all this time that I'm spending on these things is time. I'm not spending on the things I want to like swipe files and other things. So now, now those are trade-offs that I'm, I'm feeling the, um, the pain for, you know, like if I've made bad trade-offs.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've, you've did what you had to do, but if you're, Reaching the point where your swipe files is st- sustaining you and, you know, come May, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean probably probably not default alive by May, but at least a year runway. Um mm-hmm. so that would definitely help, you know, uh sustain myself until getting to default alive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well,
0: That's basically been what's on my mind and, and what's new with me. I can't believe it's already, I think the next time we record it'll be March. And it'll be the the COVID anniversary, but time flies.
1: Yeah, it it really does.
0: Awesome. Well, anything else on your mind or shall we wrap?
1: Uh, one quick shout out I wanted to give, uh, not, (laughs) not that they need it. Um, the art of product, uh, podcast. I listened to recently with uh, Ben had Spencer Fry on, who's the yeah. uh, CEO and founder of Podia. That was like one of the best podcast episodes I've listened to in a while. Did, did you listen to that one? I
0: did, yeah, that was fascinating. I really yeah. liked that one as well. well. We'll link to that one in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I loved how they, they walked through it. And especially, I, I appreciated how Spencer had talked through like, he was like, yeah, we, we've been experimenting with it now for like two years. I was like, oh, like that—that's a long time, and like they've been very intentional about molding and and kind of crafting, uh, you know, the remote work practices that they have today, and sort of, you know, the Podia OS as it is today. Um, but it's not like, a, oh, here's what we started doing two months ago, and this is what we do. It's like, <laughs> no, this is the product of you know several years.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I for for anyone who hasn't listened to it, the the discussion a lot of it was around just you know, there's all this content out there for going from like zero to one, like, uh, getting started, uh, up to pre product market fit. But once you pass that, like, what are the processes you put in place? How, how do you, uh, continue to grow and expand and, uh, yeah, like you said, the whole, uh, remote OS and, um, just all the, all these different things they do, uh, obviously you have to give it a listen to, to really get the gist of it. But it, it was fascinating to me as, as someone who is like in this position now where I'm struggling, uh, you know, where, where we've gotten to from zero to one, but okay, how do we go from one to 10? Um, and that's, that's the challenge right now. Yeah, that's a big one. I will say my, my one,
0: um, my one bone to pick is around product market fit because Uh, it wasn't exactly anything that Spencer said per se, but it was just like the discussion around and like the framing around post product market fit. I understand what he means. And I understand, I completely like when it's described that way, I get it like that. That is a valid thing, but I just hate that we use product market fit to describe that thing of like growing and scaling into sort of like a real business quote unquote, like a, you know, a company, not just like a. Um. a side project or like a solopreneur
1: kind of business, you know, what do you see as the alternative? Um, I don't know. Or what don't that, you like about it?
0: Okay. Well, I've heard, I now have, I've heard two people describe it this way. April Dunford and Rand Fishkin about why they don't like the term product market fit. Uh, because one, everyone describes it differently. Some people describe <laughs> it as like a feeling, which is kind of what Spencer said. Um, which is contrary to sort of like the framing of like well post product market fit once we started growing and had to hire a bunch of people. so it's like it's not really a feeling if you're if you're growing and if you're hiring people and sort of like the business is scaling um I've heard it described as a metric uh, you know as like a binary like you have it or you don't have it. Um, I've heard it to describe like the product of like oh we, we built the right thing for the right people. I've also heard it described as like, marketing essentially of like this, you know, we got this amount of traction or we're like growing at this rate. Um, So I don't know, I'm kind of just like, April April Dunford and and Rand Fishkin both are very against it because they just think it's oversimplified and like something that venture capitalists used as like, hey, you need to get to product market fit before we invest in you. Mm -hmm. Or like, it's this kind of, I don't know, maybe like a game of telephone over time where it just like loses its original meaning and people aren't really sure what it is anymore but it just feels like we're talking apples and oranges. Like, I, I think it's a thing to a certain degree. I'm just, I don't think that we're all talking about the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like you said, I've heard so many definitions of it, and it's just sort of, it's almost like people like to describe it as this mystical thing that... <laughs> right. <laughs> Which it's, it's not really. Like,
0: um, so for example, in this, in this case with Podia, And why it appealed to you was because he was, he was talking about product market fit with the definition of it being we've, I've built something that works and is growing and now demands sort of like a company, not just, you know, me and a product or like, you know, we know what we're doing. We know that it's valuable and now this thing needs to scale essentially. But a lot of other people would use product market fit to describe like figuring out something to build people, even if it, you know, doesn't like scale after that. It's just like that first initial, Oh, like we, we've built the right thing, you know, or like it has the right features. Uh, and then we can go and scale if that makes sense. Like, but then we can go and sort of market it. Um, so it's it's like these two very different stages and ideas and like what concepts that, that we're
1: talking about. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you, if you ask me when did JetBoost hit product market fit, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to tell you. Uh, right. You know, I guess I'd I'd be curious to hear what other companies say to that question as well, because I could say, you know, well, last March is when the the revenue trajectory changed and and started increasing, but. I don't necessarily know that's when I felt like it had product market fit. Like in, in some cases I would say it was earlier than that because just the simple fact that people were signing up and, and using it and finding it valuable. But you know, then there's also this definition of, well now that we're trying to go from uh, more of a solo effort to, to building on a team, <laughs> you know, there, it just depends on what definition you use. Right. Right. And like what you um,
0: what your definition of what you're trying to achieve is as well. Mm-hmm. Because you could even like uh two companies trying to build very similar things could theoretically achieve product market fit at completely different times just based off of uh like what they're what they set out to do and like what they're holding themselves accountable to. You know, it's like one company is like, oh, we reached product market fit because they think that they built something uh good. Now they just need to like go find users and sort of build on top of that. And another one is like, well, you know, we're not like scaling or like doubling, you know, MRA every month. And so mm-hmm. uh, you know, we haven't found product market fit yet. Like it's, you know um I don't know if they'll if they're out if they'll if they will ever find it. Um but yeah it's, I'm just not sure how useful a concept it is anymore. I just don't mm. I don't like it. Uh April Unfair also has an interesting example where she was working for uh, like a database company and things were going okay, but they weren't like really scaling and they couldn't really figure out how to like kind of get to that next thing. And then they repositioned and sort of like targeted a completely new market as, um, cause it wasn't exactly clicking like, again, think about the definition here. Like it was the same exact product. It was just who they're going after was different. So it was more about the market in this case. And so they were going after like anyone and everyone. It wasn't really working. They had some mild success, but it's just, it wasn't going anywhere. And then they started positioning themselves for banks and for fintech. And then like, it just exploded. And then that's really what they ended up kind of going with and repositioning themselves and like really going after. And so in that case, like the product didn't change at all. The market did. And so how, you know, is that like another definition for product market? fit? I don't know. Like now that's like a completely new Scenario and use case.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess like, if you if you t- if you take the words literally, product market fit, you have to change either the product or the market to fit together. So, right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that qualifies. Yeah, but what what does it look like? What does it mean? Yeah. You know? Do we have it? Yeah, it's not have it? it's when it started working. But what does that mean? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. that's the main thing. Is like
0: whatever it is, it's working. That's all we know. Yeah. And that's pro- yeah. that's what people use to describe,
1: uh, or the people <laughs> use that to describe product market fit. Yeah. And like you said, it's totally different if you're venture backed and trying to double MRR every month or if you're bootstrapped and, you know, just trying to get the default alive, it can be totally different.
0: Right. And even for me, like, I feel like I like what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing now with swipe files and I feel like the offering is strong Like, I don't know if I have product market fit or like, you know, it, it, it's also so like specific to like tech and a software. I'm like, this isn't a super useful concept across any other industries or mediums or types of businesses. Um, you know, but like, I I don't, I just don't know what I would do with it, you know, because I know what I'm doing works. It's just not working super fast maybe.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's also about, you know, do we have product market fit? It's, you know, are people getting value out of this? Is this valuable to others? And clearly what you're doing is. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And and I'll I'll link to it, but Rand Fishkin has this uh, kind of alternative to product market fit where it's like these, it's like a spectrum across a couple of different variables. Again, to try to really get down to what do people mean when they say product market fit? Um, and so he has like a couple, like you can measure yourself basically, and it's not product market fit, but it's like, how close am I to where I want to be and how well am I executing on the things I want to, and what are the results of that? And so then you can really dial in sort of and unpack all the things that are associated with product market fit. Awesome.
1: Um, I'm curious to read that now. I might need to do that exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send it to you. I think it's
0: a lot more useful and actionable than product market fit. Cool. Uh, it's a little bit of like a, you know, generalization that's not a huge fan of. But um, <laughs> maybe that'll be on my next clubhouse room. I can invite people to
1: <laughs> chit chat and, and <laughs> quarrel and, and fight over product market fit, what it means. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the now to to close out the episode with the way we started it, talking about clubhouse. <laughs> that's the appeal of clubhouse, right? Like if we right. if there was you know live audience right now and someone has an opinion about this, they could, they could give their spiel. That's totally it. Yeah. I
0: think that's honestly, that's the main like value proposition for me as someone who, um, is a content creator is like just to like work out ideas and get opinions because where else do you really do that? Um, that's the really cool thing about it is you get to just hear people's thoughts kind of off the cuff. Um, and, you know, it, it really is like a—you're sitting in a room, kind of like a mastermind idea, where it's just like, "Here's this idea, what do y'all think?" And then like, people might disagree, people can chime in, and there's a real real-time place to do that. Yeah,
1: it's cool. I think I think it's valuable.
0: I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater either. Uh, yeah. I am. I am interested to see what happens with Twitter Spaces, and or you know, if they can coexist, what happens? We'll see. But. Mm-hmm. Well, won't ramble for too much longer. Uh, shall we wrap it? Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Well, we'll have all the things that we mentioned in the show notes, as many links as we can. And um, if you like this podcast, give it a share on Twitter. That'd be awesome. Let us know what you think. Um, you can just share defaultalive.fm, and that'll send people to the podcast, or you can share your favorite episode, whatever you'd like to. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.